Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible Chronological. I'm China. Today is the 16th day of November. Welcome. I am so glad to be here with you today. It's uh, it's a good day to be here in the Word of the Lord together. I was just remembering this yesterday. It opened and I was like talking about the weather and was just like, I don't really know what to say, how to transition this. And so I was just like, peace be with you. And then we read... We read in the scriptures, Jesus appearing to his disciples and he's just like, peace be with you. And I'm like, okay, Lord, you have humor. <laughs> um, and I uh, totally forgot about that until just now, but welcome. Uh, it's so good to be here with you today. So glad you are here and that we get to read of the word, the word of the Lord together. And uh, we, we concluded the gospels yesterday and uh, we... We are no longer reading the Gospels. We are no longer reading the day-to-day -day life of Jesus. And I feel that I grieve that every year. I, I, I do. I truly do grieve that. Um, but we are going to enter into some really amazing and really, I mean, they're all powerful. They, they all hold such great, I don't even have the word. They're just all so unique, so intricate, so amazing. And I'm so grateful for all the books of the Bible, even the, even the ones that you're like, what did I just read? What are all these names? This one, what am, like, how am I supposed to feel encouraged by this? You know, I'm grateful for all of them because they all lead us to the life of Jesus. They all point us somewhere. And even now that, you know, we're going to read about his transfiguration again. Um, but even afterwards, just to see the legacy of Jesus continue, you know, it's not just like the disciples were, you know, just so distraught that they couldn't get out of bed. You know, they weren't in a depression. They were equipped. They were um, commissioned by Jesus and they were ready and they were prepared. And so we read about the legacy of Jesus. We read about the creativity of the Holy Spirit. And, um, and so I'm excited. So let's dive in. Today we are in the book of Acts we will be reading chapters 1 through 3, and we are continuing on with the New International Version for this week. In my former book, Theophis, I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and to teach until the day he was taken up to heaven after giving instructions through the Holy Spirit, the apostles he had chosen. After his suffering, he presented himself to them and gave many convincing proofs that he was alive. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Then they gathered around him and asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, it is not for you to know the dates or times the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be witnesses in Jerusalem, and in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. After he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes, and a cloud hid him from their sight. They were looking intently up into the sky as he was going, when suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside him, Men of Galilee, they said, why do you stand here looking into the sky? This same Jesus who has been taken from you into heaven will come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. Then the apostles returned to Jerusalem from the hill called the Mount of Olives, a Sabbath day's walk from the city. 
When they arrived, they went upstairs to the room where they were staying. Those present were Peter, John, James, and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James, the son of Alphaeus, and Simon the Zealot, and Judas, the son of James. They all joined together constantly in prayer, along with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. In those days, Peter stood among the believers, a group numbering about 120, and said, Brothers and sisters, the scripture had to be fulfilled in which the Holy Spirit spoke long ago through David concerning Judas, who served as guide for those who arrested Jesus, who is one of our number and shared in our ministry. With the payment he received for his wickedness, Judas bought a field. There he fell headlong, his body burst open, and all his intestines spilled out. Everyone in Jerusalem heard about this, so they called that field their language Alcadema, that is, field of blood. For, Peter said, it is written in the Psalms, May his place be deserted, that there be no one to dwell in it. And, may another take his place of leadership. Therefore, it is necessary to choose one of the men who had been with us the whole time the Lord Jesus was living among us, beginning from John's baptism to the time when Jesus was taken up from us. For one of these must become a witness with us of his resurrection. So they nominated two men, Joseph called Barsabbas, also known as Justice, and Matthias, and they prayed, Lord, you know everyone's heart. Show us which of these two you have chosen to take over this apostolic ministry, which Judas left to go where he belongs. Then they cast lots, and they fell to Matthias, so he was added to the eleven apostles. Then the, when the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a loud sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now they were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment because each one heard their own language being spoken. Utterly amazed, they asked, aren't all these who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each of us hears them in our native language? Parthians, Medes, and Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Birga and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya, near Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs. We hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues. Amazed and perplexed, they asked one another, What does this mean? Some, however, made fun of them and said, They've had too much wine. Then Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed the crowd. Fellow Jews and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. These people are not drunk, as you suppose. It is only nine in the morning. No, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will see dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, 
I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they will prophesy. I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and billows of smoke. The sun will turn to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Fellow Israelites, listen to this. Jesus of Nazareth was a man accredited by God to you by miracles, wonders and signs, which God did among you through him, as you yourselves know. This man was handed over to you by God's deliberate plan and foreknowledge, and you, with the help of the wicked men, put him to death by nailing him to the cross. But God raised him from the dead, freeing him from the agony of death, because it was impossible for death to keep its hold on him. David said about him, I saw the Lord always before me, because he's at my right hand, I will not be shaken. Therefore my heart is glad and my tongue rejoices, My body also will rest in hope, because you will not abandon me to the realm of the dead. You will not let your Holy One see decay. You have made known to me the paths of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence. Fellow Israelites, I can tell you confidently that the patriarch David died and was buried, and his tomb is here to this day. But he was a prophet and knew that God had promised him an oath that he would place one of his descendants on his throne. Seeing what was to come, he spoke of the resurrection of the Messiah, and he was not abandoned to the realm of the dead, nor did his body see decay. God raised this Jesus to life, and we are all witnesses of it. Exalted to the right hand of God, he has received from the Father the promised Holy Spirit and has poured out what you now see and hear. For David did not ascend to heaven, and yet he said, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. Therefore, let all Israel be assured of this. God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Messiah. When the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the other apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? Peter replied, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and your children and all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. With many other words he warned them, and he pleaded with them, Save yourselves from this corrupt generation. Those who accepted his message were baptized, and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they counted, they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. One day Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer, at three in the afternoon. Now a man who was lame from birth was being carried to the temple gate, called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. Peter looked straight at him, as did John. Then Peter said, Look at us. 
So the man gave him his attention, expecting to get something from them. Then Peter said, Silver or gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Taking him by the right hand, he helped him up, and instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. Then he went with them into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. When all people saw him walking and praising God, they recognized him as the man who used to sit begging at the temple gate called Beautiful, and they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. While the man held on to Peter and John, all the people were astonished and came running to them in the place called Solomon's Colonnade. When Peter saw this, he said to them, Fellow Israelites, why does this surprise you? Why do you stare at us as if by our own power or godliness we made this man walk? The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of our fathers, has glorified his servant Jesus. You handed him over to be killed, and you disowned him before Pilate, though he had decided to let him go. You disowned the Holy and Righteous One and asked that a murderer be released to you. You killed the author of life, but God raised him from the dead. We are witnesses of this. By faith in the name of Jesus, this man whom you see and know is made strong. It is Jesus' name and the faith that comes through him that has completely healed him, as you can all see. Now, fellow Israelites, I know that you acted in ignorance, as did your leaders, but this is how God fulfilled what he had foretold through all the prophets, saying that his Messiah would suffer. Repent then and turn to God, so that your sins may be wiped out, that times of refreshing may come from the Lord, that he may send the Messiah, who has been appointed for you, even Jesus. Heaven must receive him until the time comes for God to restore everything, as he promised long ago through his holy prophets. For Moses said, The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among your own people. You must listen to everything he tells you. Anyone who does not listen to him will be completely cut off from their people. Indeed, beginning with Samuel, all the prophets who have spoken have foretold these days. And you are heirs of the prophets and the covenant God made with your fathers. He said to Abraham, Through your offspring all peoples on earth will be blessed. When God raised up his servant, he sent him first to you to bless you by turning each of you from your wicked ways. So today, what we have read is known to be called Pentecost. This is 40 days after what we celebrate as the Resurrection Sunday. So 40 days from that, we celebrate as Pentecost, um, as the Holy Spirit being released and given to the apostles. And something that really clicked for me today that I thought was so profound is, you know, there's, I personally have not ever received um, the gift of tongues. It's something that I've prayed for and like asked and um, like genuinely sought after and haven't um, had it. And then there's been some settings where I've been in where I'm like, eh, this feels pretty manipulative. I don't think I want to pray and ask the Lord to give this to me right now. And um, yeah, I, I believe in them. I believe that they are, I believe that that's a way that the Lord speaks. And I mean, I believe everything that we just read, I personally have prayed and asked and um, haven't received it. And that doesn't mean I don't believe that 
God wants to give it to me or that it's not real. I don't believe that. Um, if anything, I'm like, hey, it's been a couple years since I've prayed. Maybe I'll pray and ask him later today. But um, what really stood out to me today was that people were drawing to this upper room because of what they were hearing. And people from all over were like, wait, they're speaking my tongue. Wait, 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 that's my tongue. Wait, I know that. Like, I, I have the interpretation. I have the translation. And um, I don't know why, but that just like really caught my attention and realizing that it's not just chaos. You know, it's not just words. It's not just things being said, um, but it's, I mean, I don't even know that I have a full definition or de uh, description. Um, I'm not sure that that's like totally necessary to have, but what I did find interesting was that there it's of order and it's not of chaos and that there is a purpose. And, you know, sometimes, you know, when people get involved, it, sometimes you can have not super great intentioned people. And like, sometimes they can have the role as a youth pastor or a pastor or a speaker at a conference or, you know, whatever it is. But ultimately, sometimes things can get thwarted and things can get twisted and people can get bent out of shape and people can manipulate things. And so some of you may be like, I don't, the gift of tongues, not for me. No, thank you. Like I've been in youth group situations where I really felt like the Lord was like, that I'm not in this. Like, this is all chaos. Like it felt like chaos to me. I just felt like the Lord had said like, I'm not in this. And, um, and I think those things can really deter a person for sure. I believe that people can manipulate anything that they want to, like not just in the capital C church outside of it for sure, but specifically what we're talking about, I believe that people can manipulate that. And, um, I've definitely seen it done before, but for me personally, it's never made me be like, oh, I don't want that. Um, but I know that that can happen to people, especially a really intense um, witnessing of it, you know, that would make sense. But um, anyways, I just think that that really captured me, captivated my heart just in the way of the Lord was in it and there was evidence that he was in it because of his nature, right? Like we have read the New Testament. We've walked all the way through it. Now we're in the book of Acts. We are well acquainted with the Holy Spirit. Now we see that he was speaking um, with David. We see what the prophet Joel had written or had written and it being recited. And um, there were visions of tongues like fire sitting on each and every single person. And then people were crowding to this upper room, um, this attic like bonus room like um, situation and people from all over being able to understand what was being said. And so that really just edifies that that's the Lord. There's peace. There's, um, uh, gosh, what am I trying to say? There's like a gathering of the saints. There's a gathering of people that are coming together for one purpose is to lift high the name of Jesus. And that's how you know. Like, I don't know. I just feel like the Holy Spirit gives us discernment and lets us know, you know, hey, like this, I'm not in this, you know? I don't know if anybody else has felt like that, but there's several times where I've been in conversations with believers and I feel like the Lord's like, I'm not in this and I don't want you to be in this either. So like either keep your mouth closed or you can be responsible for changing the subject. 
And sometimes we can't do that in church where someone's, you know, shouting it out. But, you know, we can be a people who are like, okay, Lord, like, actually, I'm going to ask you, are you in this? And I'm going to seek you out. And it's, it's not really us to be the judge of what we think is real or not. But I was just sharing my perspective um, from being a young kid and being around many different uh, experiences. But anyways, um, I love reading this story because it just reminds me that the Lord reveals himself in so many different ways um, through creation in Genesis 1-1, like all the way back there and then revealing himself. You know, we can go through the whole Bible. We don't have time for every single way that he's revealed himself, but he's revealed himself through his son. Now he's revealed himself through the Holy Spirit. And these are things that are long lasting effects. And I mean, all of them, all of them are long lasting effects, but these ones are with us, right? He's God with us, Emmanuel. And so Father, I thank you that that is exactly who you are. You are God with us, that you don't come and go, but you stay, you are present. You are always near. And I just pray that we would be aware of that, that we'd be aware of your presence. We'd be aware, aware of your nearness and your spirit and just how much you care and love for us. And so I pray that we'd be aware of that, that our eyes would be opened and our ears would be keen on what you are speaking and what you are saying. And so Father, I just thank you for your word. I thank you for your people who were willing to get it wrong and willing to try to get it right. And um, I just thank you for the beauty in that. And I just thank you for how it is ministering to our hearts even all these generations now. And it is in your name we pray. Amen. DailyAudioBible.com is our website. That's the place of connections where you can see what's happening here in the community. So be sure to get connected and stay connected. And uh, if you have prayer requests, you can always call in at 800-583-2164. And that is all for today. I'm China. I love you, and I'll be waiting for you here tomorrow. Hi, everybody, on Daily Audio Bible C. This is Scott Campbell from Only in New York. I'd like to thank all your prayer requests. All, all your prayer, yeah, prayer requests for my mom. She made it home uh, from Chicago by uh, airplane. Thank you for all your prayers, and have a great day. Good morning, DABC. I'm Jesus Girl. I This is my first year listening, and I have loved listening every day and reading along since I started. I look forward to this being a yearly thing from here on out. I thank God for the prayer warriors. Kingdom Seeker Daniel, when I hear you say good morning, it just puts a smile on my face. Um, I have cried with you guys. I have prayed for you. I have some praise reports. <clears throat> Excuse me. I have literally done a bit of a happy dance in praise. This time I have a prayer request from you guys though. Um, a very dear friend of mine, her name is Selena and her husband Tommy. They have found out that Tommy has stage four pancreatic cancer and with treatment might have a year to live. They are a fairly young couple. She's in her 30s. Um, he might be in his 40s. They have two 
awesome kids under the age of 10. Selena is a Christian, and I thank God for it because her faith is what's holding her up right now. But Tommy, we're not sure. He uh, He's never made an actual professed um, relationship with Christ. So I just ask, please, that you guys hold them up. I'm praying for a miracle, but overall I'm praying for God's will to be done. But of utmost importance is making sure that his heart and soul is ready to meet Jesus. I thank you. I love you all. And have a blessed day. Bye. Good morning, family. It's Inga from Denmark. Today is November 11th. And I am so grateful right now for being a part of this family. From the beginning, when I started listening back in 17, um, I was overwhelmed and just completely won over and taken by the rawness and the realness and the, the sense of family that I got off of this page. The care that there was, it, it was so uh, obvious that people were caring about one another, loving on one another, not just... Um, not just Jill as she closes um, her readings by saying love one another but it was really true here we carry each other's burdens we pray over one another and today Mindy called in with a uh, with a, <laughs> an amazing testimony about the recovery of her husband John from an accident that he had last year with severe head trauma um, and to God be the glory, Mindy, I'm so glad. I did not see your request on the page, so I have not prayed, but many people have across the world. And John gained full recovery. He's lacking a little bit in the mental department. I think it's a natural reaction to trauma, uh, but we lay that in the hands of God as well, um, praying completely healing over John's uh, over John's emotional life. Thank you God that you can provide that as well as healing the physical body. You can heal also the mind. Thank you for sharing Mindy. Burying each other's burdens and then rejoicing together in the victories. I absolutely love it. God bless you. Good morning DABC family. Uh, this is Chuck calling from Pennsylvania. I'd like to ask for prayers. Uh, in March, we lost my brother Paul to cancer, and it's negatively affecting, obviously, his, uh, his ex-wife, Denise. Though they were separated, they were still close. Uh, she lost her father, Al, and this year also, it's tough on her. His children, Missy, Desiree, and Travis, and they lost their dad, navigating the uh, matters of the state that they have to deal with now. Uh, my mom, she lost her son in the midst of a move to assisted living facility and dealing with all the challenges that brings her. Uh, concerns for my younger brother, Chad, who had a diabetic amputation this year. My in-laws, Bob and Donna, they're navigating aging in their home and the challenges and the uh, things that that places upon them. My wife's company has closed at the end of 32 years of employment for her. Her new position's in a really noisy, challenging environment and I'm just uh, asking for prayers that she has peace and comfort to choose what is really best for her. And prayers for me that I might be the loving, supporting husband that she needs through all the challenges she's facing. So I thank you for everything. 
Uh, thanks for this forum and this great, great uh, avenue for God's spirit.